All right, I'm back. Uh, we are at chapter three with the Black Woman's Guide to Understanding the Black Man. We're on page 50. Deeply rooted in his psyche is his pre-American history of being ornate. This is best expressed in the intricately decorated findings of the, of the chiefs, queens, and other members of royal black families who decked out in arabesque outfits. I don't know how to say that. A-R-A-B-E-S-Q-U-E. Okay. And adorned flamboyant jewelry from head to toe. His being an ornament, ornamentalist has made him somewhat of a spectacle in many circles. He has a reputation for being intentionally embellished in flashy, conspicuous, high-colored outfits. His choice of fancy garbs is something he takes social pride in. He delights in receiving special attention for assembling a conglomeration of pieces that attract stares or admiration for known bystanders. He wants to project an image of him that denotes his Baroque expert taste and ability to organize a look of exceptional good taste on wardrobe selection. His use of symbols has thrived throughout his existence. As he lost contact with more and more attachment to his past, he came to rely almost exclusively, exclusively on outside means to convey his identity. They do believe that clothes indeed create power. No price is too high. No risk is too great, and no mountain is high enough to keep him from getting and wearing a unique piece of clothing. It also got him extra notice from women who admire such garishness, garishness, wow, in all mammals. The males who are the most fancily plump are uniquely endowed, endowed receive the most attention from the female population. The black man is a natural show-off, and he does it very well naturally. Those black men who are not artificially competitive tend to place less importance on outer appearance. Clothes are just to cover the body to them, and they are more embroiled with internal issues. Of course, some of them cannot afford to dress as finely as they would prefer. However, even among that unaffected group, there are certain rules that must be followed to ensure a basic measure of acceptance from the black public. <clears throat> from the black public. These rules, which no one knows how they originated or who made them up, consist of standards such as he is not to wear plaids and stripes or polka dots and tweed. He must not wear wide leg pants or pants without pockets. He, under no circumstance, is to wear no-name sneakers. He must never put on a pair of pants that land above his ankles. He cannot adorn a suit with the wrong size labels. He should not mix unsimilar shades of colors in random sequence. These are just examples of the guidelines that are used to measure his public image. Violation of these rules earn him disdain, laughter, mockery, dislike, less consideration, and may cause him to be perceived as unintellectually endowed. It can prevent him from gaining the attention of a woman and imply that he has no style. <clears throat> style is a word used to clarify not only a particular type of clothing, but a black man's total demeanor. They use the use of clothing as a symbol to project an image is an ever-changing one because the wearer must assume that the person appraising his appearance is aware of whatever the current standard is. A symbolic image is only effective if the definition of the symbol is widely known in practice. Usually the black man creates new definition for certain symbols. By doing so, he subliminally detect, dictates to the fashion industry which slant their design should lean toward. 
They occasionally turn a fashion designer's effort into a new creative concept of how to wear it or what to wear it with. They set the standard and in many cases define what the season to season styles will be. The brand names they revere are routinely the names of white males are reflected of white imagery taken from white experiences. And refining his image somewhat along the line, he developed a positional stance referred to as cool. Cool is explicitly defined by them as to be able to dress fine and stand absolutely still, not to become ruffled under pressure, slow walking, slow talking, slow voice or quiet, to proudly be the first to display some outstanding style, be impeccably dressed and color coordinated all the time, to drive a slick expensive model of car and act unaffected, to stand back from the crowd and not reveal what he is thinking, beat by himself a lot, keep a non-committal look on his face and show no emotion, to be very conservative in his lifestyle and clothing selection. There exist several visible cliques, cliques of black men who have affiliated themselves with various religious causes which dictate their wear non-Western attire. If nothing else, they are bold since they go against the fashion grain of what black men usually wear. These men dress in long, white, or brightly colored gowns or robe-like outfits that are patterned after Eastern fashions. The design of these garments were spe specifically arrived by the Easterners in warm climates because their light color reflects heat and covers the body loosely for comfort and ventilation. The black men who wear these draping outfits mostly are seen in, the, seen in them in the summer. The fabrics are usually cotton, rayon, or polyester blend to promote coolness. These black men will wear some type of matching baggy pants under their long robe-like tops or they wear regular slacks. Their fashion statement is usually not effectively seen to project their image during the winter because they either have to wear large shawls or capes or a regular western design overcoat or jacket. This is due to the fact that since these garments are worn in warm eastern climates, they do not have matching coats or winter wear or frigid seasons as they do not have any. This also makes wearing sandals to winter counterproductive to providing protection and warmth. The American climate is not really conductive to wearing African-style clothing year-round. These present somewhat of a problem which has not yet been solved by black men who wear these types of clothing. Their desire is to reflect their honorable efforts to dress like their ancestors and to identify with them by wearing the symbol of their ancient attire. Their outfits are also to project an idea their black consciousness and refusal to wear western style clothing. Their sparse numbers make them a spectacle and it's falsely assumed that if a black man is wearing a complete outfit of African and Eastern clothes that it is culturally aware. It is, it is a costume or escape. Many of them wear these outfits to get special attention to just re rebel against the popular norm or to make dressing simpler and more predictable. Some of them are clean and others are shabby looking or soiled. RNA by nature, black men also like flashy, oversized attention, attracting jewelry if they can obtain or afford it. Big rings, long neck chains, thick line or bands, thick linked or bands. Some of them are so impressed with their names or their nicknames as their special identity that they have specially made diamond or gold pieces with their names emblazoned in recognizable lettering. Okay, we will stop there. And I'm going to just give a brief um synopsis on what i have gotten from this first part of um chapter three and that ends um at page we ended at page 
49. I mean, hold on. 53. Hold on. 52. So we went uh, to page 52 from starting part, uh, chapter 3. What I got from this is the, the black man just really, really still seeking. Although the last chapter was identity, it seems like both of these chapters kind of go together because the appearance, his appearance is still because he's trying to find out who he is. He still don't know who he is, uh, is the reason why he really puts so much effort on the appearance. If he knows who he is, then he would know to follow the guidelines of an appearance of who he is without steadily searching, trying to find out and overdoing things or either kind of being afraid to wear a mismatch sock you know what i mean if he know who he is then he would say well i don't wear dirty clothes because i'm a muslim and cleanliness is next to godliness you know so um you know that i got that's what i got from it um in this chapter appearance was you know just how deep the black man and then how much i did get also how much he um is recognized for the fashion industry but it's mostly white men name brands on it but that goes to them the black man being used because he is looked at you know as this you know handsome black powerful man if he wears something a certain way then that can become a trend and then they slap a name on it and and he wearing it and everybody else wearing it so that's what i got from it